Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. From the WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. I'd be more interested in re-signing the players that they have, um, maybe selectively letting a few people go. I would start, I would start working the comp, uh, compensatory pick sort of formula where you say, all right, well, what are we going to sign? What's our plan? Should we let this guy go so then we can get a third-round comp pick in, in, in a year from now to sort of replenish this roster and build build upon the youth movement that it seems like we have going a little bit. So there are a lot of big decisions that the Patriots have to make, but, you know, love the honesty, love Gerard talking like that. Greg Bedard on his podcast, Uh, the honesty out of Mayo. Sure. I'll take that. I'm a fan of, you know, a a coach not being cagey uh, like Bill Belichick was. It was fun to try to, Annoying, but fun sometimes to try to read between the lines on Bill. Saying you're going to burn a big pile of cash, not a lot of reading between the lines there. Although Gerard Mayo has had some double speak when it comes to the number three pick. So I, I like Gerard Mayo going on answering the question, we're going to burn cash. That puts pressure on the crafts. I think it's an indication they are going to spend cash, which is an indictment on Bill that Bill was the cheap one all these years because they want to change that narrative. But when Bedard starts telling me, to bring back all your own guys, all your own free agents, and start working the compensatory draft formula? I don't want to hear that. Uh-uh. That better not be the pile of cash they're burning. Bring back you bring back Duggar, bring back Uche, bring back your guy, Kendrick Bourne, Mego. My guy is Unwenu. Come on. I've been beating that drum since, like, October. Bring back Unwenu and Bourne, both Mego guys. Mego guys. If that's the plan, that's how you're burning cash. You're burning cash, but you're doing it it in your own house. I hate it. And so here's what I wonder about that. Is that just how Bedard views it? Or does he know something? Hmm. And so to me, that if it's just him spewing, then fine. We've all been guilty of of spewing takes. If he knows something and that's their plan, that plan stinks. Don't tell me you're burning a bunch of cash and then bring back your same crap team from a year ago and just add the number three pick. Don't tell me that. Well, absolutely don't do it when, for whatever reason, you decided not to make a deal with these guys before last season, and now a lot of them are going to be more expensive than they were last year because that's just stupid business. I'll say there's a couple of those guys that I would feel really good about them 
re-signing and bringing back here. Obviously, Unwenu. I said that yesterday. You need help on the offensive line. He's going to be one of the best guys out on the market, and I think he's proven that he can go from guard to tackle for you, go back and forth. I would rather see him at guard because that's his natural spot, but if you have to put him in there at tackle, fine. That's a solution on the right side. Um, Kendrick Bourne, if you can get him for like $5 million a year, like if you can get him super cheap and he can be the third or fourth guy on isn't your that, team. Isn't then, there value in change? Yeah, like, there's value in change. Isn't, but isn't there I value think, in just switching it up? I don't think Kendrick Bourne is like the kind of guy that you have to absolutely move on from. There's also value in going like, well, he has shown himself to work here at times when he stayed healthy or when he stayed out of the doghouse with a coach who's not here anymore. Yeah, I mean, look, I think he's a nice little player. I just think there's a lot of Kendrick Bournes. And Mike and Wenyu in the first place was a sixth-round pick. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So that's proof you can find tackles elsewhere, and you can find offensive linemen elsewhere. And to me, I'm not itching on bringing back any of those guys. It's why I would have traded everything that wasn't nailed down at the trade deadline and gotten all the draft picks I could. So I'm not worried about the dumb compensatory draft formula in 2025. If you wanted draft picks, don't wait another year for the compensatory formula. Yeah. Which is based, if you're unfamiliar with it, is based on outgoing free agents and incoming free agents. So if other teams sign a bunch of your free agents and you don't sign anyone, you're going to get compensatory draft picks. If you sign a bunch of other teams' free agents and uh, you know nobody signs yours, you're not going to get any compensatory picks. Other teams are going to get them. And if you bring back your own guys, well, I don't really understand how that fits. If you lose a couple and bring back a few, but you're not bringing in other teams' free agents, maybe you can get a third-round compensatory pick, a six-round compensatory pick. You know what you probably could have got for Unwenu last year? A six-round pick, at least. Duggar, Uche, same deal. So I just don't get why they didn't do that. That that be- He better not have heard something, and that's their plan. Two things here. The first thing is, I don't think you have a choice. You you have to spend in free agency. You have to burn some cash yes. just for your roster next year. Yes. And just but to you don't have to spend on minimums. your own guys. No, no, no. But I, I'm saying, like... I, I think that you, you're going to need some injection of talent from the outside. So, And then the other thing is with the compensatory draft stuff, that's something that I'm going to be curious to see with the reporters who have been here for a super long time and have been super tied in, like Greg Bedard. So this is not singling out Greg Bedard by any means. This is just... This, that, that sounds like the kind of thing that we would be used to Bill doing. Oh, Bill's big braining this. He's actually doing this. He sees something on the horizon, and it's actually going to be a value, and you won't understand it for three years from now. But how much of that thinking is Bill? How much of it is craft? And how much of it is also reporters who have been here for a really long time looking at and going, this is a very patriot thing to do, when really the crafts are basically standing there saying, well, all that cheaping out and trying to squeeze the value out of the margins that don't really matter when you don't have a quarterback or you don't have a left tackle uh, that or a wide receiver, that's all like Bill stuff, and Bill's gone, so we're not going to operate that more way anymore. We have a head coach who's saying he's going to burn cash. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm curious to see how much of these ideas are, well, this is the way that it's been for a while versus somebody around the building maybe from crafts is still telling me that this is, these are the ideas that they're playing with. It's interesting. Uh, so you tell me, answer this question for me. 617-779-7937. When Gerard Mayo said, we're going to burn a bunch of cash. It's all going to Hunter Henry. Did you envision them just re-signing their own guys? No. Hunter Henry, Kyle Duggar, Michael and Wenyu, Josh Uche, it would be the most Kendrick literal Bourne. translation of burning cash. Cause it would be like, <laughs> these were guys we could have had for cheaper 
before the season, but we're deciding to burn it now. Is that what you viewed as burning some cash? You tell me. 617-779-7937. You can also weigh in on our Hall of Fame discussion. Oh, but Adrian Beltre had 3,000 hits. I just did the average year for Adrian Beltre. You know what it was, Ryan? Were you in here when I was doing it? No, I was not. 150 uh, hits and 23 home runs. Now, he did it for 21 years on average. I get that. You know who had 154 hits and 23 home runs last year? Who's that? Justin Turner. Wow, Hall of Famer Justin Turner. Justin, So basically, Adrian Beltre for 21 straight years was Justin Turner. That does not feel like a Hall of Famer to me. I don't care that he had 3,000 hits. If Great you, player. If you play Great guys player. excelling in their 30s. Craig Biggio and Adrian Beltre. You guys played 20 years. You probably should have 3,000 hits. So that does not impress me. Sorry. Never looked at him. Never thought he was a Hall of Famer. That's uh, subjective. Not in my Hall of Fame. And Helton and Maurer combined as one player are, is not a Hall of Fame player. Uh, so you tell me. 617-779-7937. If Todd Helton was sitting on Joe Maurer's shoulders and they wore a <laughs> trench coat, could they sneak into our Hall of Fame? My answer is no. Uh, but you can discuss. Uh, meanwhile, our big question of the day up now at Jones and Mego, which coach in Boston has the most to prove in 2024? Gerard Mayo continues to lead uh, because, of course, 44%. Joe Mazzula, Mego's vote, is at 33%. Alex Cora at 13%. Ryan, your vote, all the way down at 9%. Jim Montgomery, who is providing over arguably the biggest choke in the history of the city. Genius save, walks alone. I'm used to it. Save for the 2007 Patriots. Mega, what was the tweet you were highlighting there? Somebody uh, calling me a Belichick lover. What was that? Oh, yeah. This is from... A Belichick defender. What was it? This is from Justin Timberfake, who has a beautiful drawing of me yes, as his avatar uh, on Twitter. Zeke, Zeke says, you, may, you may still have this. It's the it's the sketch of Mega that yes. a listener sent in. So... If this is uh, because you say Gerard Mayo has the most to prove in 2024. Uh-huh. He writes, Jones's answer is one Belichick lovers give because they believe he has to prove he can live up to Bill. Mayo is taking over a 413 team and a horrible roster. Therefore, he will be given grace, which deletes the need to prove anything just yet, in my opinion. That's my opinion, too, Justin. Yeah, fake. I mean, I don't know. That is my opinion, too. Urban Meyer took over a bad roster. He lost his job after a year. Uh, You're just a Belichick lover. Steve, we all know what it is. Steve you think Wilkes nobody, lost his job after a year. Nobody can walk in the shadow of Belichick. Josh, that's, nobody that's, can fill the shoes. So no, yeah, I, that's right. no, I, I think he could do better than Bill. Like I, I, I think this team will be better without Bill, which is why I have them as a playoff. I like team. that Max Letterman also uh, is a Letterman or Leaderman. Letterman. 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 from Letterman. Letterman. Leaderman from NBC Sports Boston and noted uh, that you love Marcus Smart. Yes. Love and trust. Uh, I do love and trust Marcus Smart for sure. Celtics really miss him. So when it comes to uh, no, you're you sound like a Bill defender because you don't think the team's going to be good without Bill. I think the team's going to be just fine without Bill. No, That's not I think defending the Bill. team's not going to be good because of Bill because his his drafts have been pretty bad since 2013 overall. That's a pretty big hole to climb out of. Uh, so, by the way, Twitch chat, open your ears, Doctor Toast. Please, Jones, can you at least try not to give a negative spin or opinion on everything? I think the Patriots are going to be a playoff team this year. I, I think they can easily, with the right quarterback and spending some cash, not on their own bum-ass players, can be a playoff team. How's that negative? Do you think the that bum-ass they're... players? Okay, but are... I'm telling you, I think they can be. I don't want the it's, players from a year it's ago. It's not what you say. It's it's my mom always said. It's how I say uh, okay, it. Okay, well, it's how you say well, things, then not, you, not what. Then you, you say. need to get past that Twitch chat and open up your ears. I think they can be a playoff team. No one else does. That's that's called being positive. That's called being glass half full. What they are you can talking be about? a playoff team. You friggin' idiots. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. May I echo the text line, Jones? Yes. You're a moron, and you have no idea on NFL. 
Okay. Well, I think <laughs> most of us would all agree with that. Uh, 617-779-7937. After, after all, uh, Mac Jones famously asked me, have I ever played? Uh, to which my response was, no, no, I have not. Uh, so what could I possibly know about the NFL? Uh, we'll get to Dan Orlovsky, somebody, somebody who did play uh, and knows uh, quite a bit about the quarterback position. Uh, we'll get to his thoughts on these quarterback prospects. He had some very interesting comparisons for Drake May, Jaden Daniels, among others. So we'll talk to Dan Orlovsky from ESPN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now, more of Jones and Mego on WEEI. He was remarkable, and I went to Herm Edward. Herm compares him to Randall Cunningham. I know Lamar Jackson comps are going to be out there, but Herm said he's Randall Cunningham. I'll take that. I think the dual threat ability, Greeny, the what he did this year and last year. He th- the great thing about Jaden is he is aggressive with his legs. He's aggressive with his arm, but he doesn't turn the ball over. And to strike that balance is really rare and really impressive to me. And I think when you look at Jaden Daniels, the way he can attack a defense, the fear factor player he is, defense coordinators don't want to have to scheme to try to handle this guy. And, and, and Drake May didn't have that super unbelievable season that he needed to have. He had some struggles against Virginia, NC State, a couple games where he was throwing some picks, not really basically precise and accurate with throws that were easy throws that you gotta make. But Drake also had a new coordinator. He didn't have Josh Downs. He didn't have Tez Walker early in the year. So you can excuse away some things. Bottom line is I'm not going to hate on Drake May. I really like Drake May. But when you talk about the second overall pick right now, I think Jaden Daniels right now has the edge. Mel Kuyper played that for you a couple of times yesterday. Him and his hot draft. Uh, He is just looking for clicks. Yep. You know, just trolling. Shifting around two quarterbacks, yep. getting on every show. Yep. I know what you're doing there, Mel. He's been doing it for like 40 years. He knows how to get eyeballs on the uh, the old mock draft. He's got Drake May three, Jaden Daniels two. We're going to talk to Dan Orlovsky less than 10 minutes from now. He makes his weekly appearance here on Jones and Mego. No Arcan today. Uh, who the heck knows when he'll be back? I mean, seriously. Uh, We're not even allowed to ask, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 
So this you're is about sensing the time that I did this yesterday. You're sensing a much angrier Arcan than I am. I'm not sensing. Right? I'm am not I sensing an angry Arcan. I think Arcan might be a little bit. Annoyed I mean, any more? Let me just rephrase. Any more than like his normal level of anger? I'm not. I'm not sensing any anger out of Arcan. Look, all I know is, in his words, he's not sick. He's <laughs> not sick. He said he doesn't feel bad. He just can't talk. I mean, that is a significant prerequisite for the job, is it not? I guess so. Speaking. Yeah, I, guess I can it, find, it, I can it, find it 10 things your... for him to do around here that don't require talking. <laughs> That's true. Like, he could still show up and be like, hey, Arcan, I need another coffee. Sign guy Arcan for the Twitch chat. <laughs> just, or just, you know. Right. I mean, it's not like thumbs down, poo right. emoji, whatever. It's a good point. He could, he could come in, he could write the trending, and then we could just, like, computer generate the voice. Yeah. We could do we, that. We could get old Bloombot. There you go. We hot take bot. Hot take bot. Hot take bot. Hot take bot going like, shut up. That <laughs> would speak for our kid. I'll show. We could do that. He doesn't have to be at home. That's a good point, Ryan. Like, he could, he could show up. I know you can't speak, but he could show up. Hey, he's a producer, right? Yeah. He I mean, pu- he could push some buttons. Plenty of things around Arcan, here. Arkan, get on. Can. I'll teach him how to be a producer. <laughs> Arkan, get on the phones, will you? Uh, yeah, go, uh, go, go work with the intern. Uh, so we'll get to your feedback here. 617 779. 7937. Uh, Orlovsky, I, I don't want to ask him, play the game, go back and forth. He said this on uh, NFL Live yesterday. Uh, he has interesting comps for both Jaden Daniels and uh, Drake May. Uh, he says that uh, Jaden Daniels is like CJ Stroud. And we can ask him why, but just know that his comp is CJ Stroud. His comp for Drake May is one I brought up the other day Josh Allen or Big Ben. And so that's just because they're big boys could be. I mean, look, I, Drake May to me is, uh, you know, the comps I used yesterday. It reminds me of the commentary around Josh Allen and Jordan Love in their final year. They were guys who were very highly thought of. They fell off a little bit their senior year. Um, Allen's more mobile than Love. And I would guess on the mobility scale, Ake is, uh, May rather is closer to Love than he is to Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen is just a wrecking ball running the football. And he's fast, and so I, I would guess on a mobility scale, he's closer to Jordan Love. So that's not immobile, but it's not exactly, you know, Josh Allen or Dual Lamar threat. Jackson or someone like that running around. But the commentary reminds me of those two guys. They Is were highly Drake thought of. Is Drake team feet? Uh, yeah, I'd put him on. He's a, he's a mobile quarterback. I would put him on okay. team feet. He's not stationary. And so, look, I mean, Jaden Daniels is a much, much better runner than uh, Drake May is. And, you know, Caleb Williams, I, I don't think is quite as mobile as, as people give him credit for either uh, as, as a pure runner. I think he's very good throwing on the run. I think that's a tremendous skill set, a tremendous skill set. One we've been lacking. Yeah. And so that's what I, when I say team feet and mobility, this is what I mean. Like C.J. Stroud's not back there running for big. How many yards did C.J. Stroud run for this year? I have no idea. But I bet it wasn't much. But C.J. Stroud's exceptionally mobile. Patrick Mahomes doesn't run for a lot of yards until he has to, but he's ridiculously mobile, keeping plays alive in and outside the pocket. This is what I'm talking about. And when it's there, you know, when they've dropped everybody into coverage and they've all turned their backs and nobody's open, take off and get your first down. Go get 8, 10, 12 yards. 167 yards. For Stroud. For CJ. And Stroud is exceptionally mobile. Go watch him. And so it when I say mobile, it's not just a pure running quarterback. Right. It's a guy who can keep plays alive with his feet. He does not need the offensive line to keep a clean pocket for him, and he can make plays outside of structure. Well, That's what do, I mean. Do you have the awareness when you 
not just in the pocket, which was something that the quarterback struggled with this year here. Do you have the awareness when you get outside the pocket of what's happening around you? And then can you be elusive enough? I feel like that's when you talk about mobility. It's not just about taking off and being able to create your own, to convert your own first down with your legs. Yes, you do that on occasion. It doesn't have to be a go-to design run play. But when you start to get in trouble, when the pressure's on, can you prove yourself to be elusive and aware enough? And do you have the mobility in that way? Yeah. And then can you actually throw on the run? So that's a big thing, too. It's I like, mean, look all right. what Baker Mayfield did in the last couple of weeks of the season. A lot of the success for Tampa was just being able to keep plays alive for a couple extra seconds. But then to Mego's point, find something downfield and make it happen. It didn't end up working long term. But in that short term... Baker Mayfield will probably get to play in the league for a couple more years based on what he was shown he was able to do. He's not a runner, but he's elusive. He's mobile. Yeah, and and look, I, I hope that Drake May shows more mobility than someone like Baker Mayfield. But I, but I agree. Baker Mayfield has more mobility than the quarterbacks we've gotten Well, I also feel like it's so different because Baker Mayfield, the squat factor. I mean, he's just a small guy. He's tiny. And so that doesn't scare me, but I know you like a tall quarterback. I do. That's what I'm looking for. And Drake May is that. Size queen. Caleb, Caleb Williams is not a tall quarterback. No. And I know it's it's my number one knock against him. Jaden Daniels is not a big guy. I know he's, he's a, tall, he's but he's slim. lanky. Yeah, he's a slim guy. None of the frame the frame stuff doesn't really bother me. And uh, in either of the any of these quarterbacks, Jaden Daniels is twenty three, right? Uh, well, probably he moved from he transferred from Arizona State uh, to LSU, and there was a COVID year in there, so he's on the older side. But he's not Penix right. or Bo Nix. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying when you're looking at the frame, I'm wondering how much will he fill out? How fast can you put on that muscle? Like how fast can you fill out the frame? If, or if is he, it going to be something where you're a little bit on the smaller side until you're 27 years old? Yeah, frame. Like I, I'll tell you what I care way more about. I care way more about the hand size than I do about the frame. Like, wow. I'm going to care 10 times more. True size, Queen Yes, Jones. I will care way more about the hand size than I do about. Are you looking at the shoe size? Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll factor in some shoe okay. size, too. Get so, some 13s out there? Look, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get some red flags at the combine. Guys stretching out their fingers and things like this. Maybe we'll get that. Um, but in the meantime, the frame, the frame doesn't really bother me. It doesn't. It's I've seen, I've seen small quarterbacks succeed in the league. I've seen tall quarterbacks succeed in the league. I've seen tall quarterbacks blow. I've seen short quarterbacks get their passes batted. It doesn't really bother me. Yeah, I I just would rather have a bigger quarterback. Like if you're if you're telling me that it's a difference of a Josh Allen type, like you, I would love not to have the turnovers. But if it's somebody who can be a total bulldozer out there, like Ben Roethlisberger or like Josh Allen, that appeals to me. Okay, but didn't you just say yesterday you hate Josh Allen? Well, I think that he is a perennial loser. I don't hate him. Oh, I yeah, think that's that what I mean. He takes on too much. Like he, the Josh Allen's issue to me is that. He tries to make everything happen by himself. This doesn't mean that I think that he's a bad football player. Yeah, look, he's not a winner. He hasn't won yet, anyway. And so I, but think, I don't hate Josh Allen. Yeah, no, I just meant you know you you. I mean, you think he's I don't a loser? Hate his that doesn't sound like you think very just, highly of him. I don't think he makes he he makes questionable decisions often. Yeah, and I just think the Patriots the Patriots can take all kinds of shortcuts here. Like we were talking off the air about Steph Diggs, and like will Buffalo move on from Stephon Diggs? And if they do, are they trading him? Could he get cut? Oh, they'll never cut him, Jones. Hopkins got cut last year. Diggs is a year younger. And so I definitely think Diggs is out of Buffalo. And it's like, ugh, he kind of quit this year. And so what would it take to get him? Would you want him? I think the Patriots should be in on all players like that. Red, yes. red, red flags galore. They need talent. <laughs> and so I don't care about the red flags. When it comes to a player like Diggs, who even in a bad year, 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns, 107 catches, something like that. I mean, he checked out for the second half, and I don't think he's going to be back in Buffalo. 
but that's the kind of corner cutting I'm talking about. They should be doing that. They should have been doing that last year, and instead they didn't sign anyone. Uh, so what are the Patriots doing this offseason? Uh, that includes free agency. Gerard Mayo said they're going to burn some cash. It, it better not just be on their own guys, like Greg Bedard suggested. Bring back on when you. Bring back Duggar. That's not how I envision burning cash. I envision burning cash on some outsiders, a talent upgrade, not running it back with what you had. And, of course, what are they going to do at pick three? Something we've talked about a lot, something we want to talk about with our next guest, Dan Orlovsky. He joins us each and every Wednesday here on Jones and Mego with Arkan on WEEI. He's on the Harbor One Hotline, and he's brought to you by Wise Snacks. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. How are we doing this week, Dan? I'm doing really good. How are you? We're doing well. We've been uh, reacting to your uh, comps for some of these top quarterbacks in the draft, and I found it interesting. And you tell me if I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth and, and uh, uh, representing you accurately. You compared Jaden Daniels to C.J. Stroud. You compared Drake May to Josh Allen, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, why the comps, and, and which prospect do you like better, assuming Caleb Williams goes one? Yeah, so with, with Jaden Daniels – and. I haven't really watched a ton of these guys yet. Um, I've called a couple of their games, so this is very early on in the process. For Jaden, when I said CJ, it was more twofold in relation to just some of the traits, not necessarily the player in and of itself. One, as much as I've seen so far, he's probably the best pocket passer in the draft just due to can absolutely stroke it from the pocket. I think Penix is going to be in that conversation as well from Washington. But just when it comes to standing in the pocket, just like CJ was, and just pure passing with the, with the touch throws, with the throwing guys to open windows and the placement of the ball, from what I've seen so far, Jaden reminds me of CJ in that regard. And then his throwing motion. I'm, I've said this for years. I'm always – a big natural throwing motion of person. I, I've long thought you watch guys throw it either. Some people were the kid that picked up the ball when they were one and a half, two years old and they threw it and everyone said, well, you don't look like everybody else. So I think he's got a very natural and tight throwing motion like CJ. So that was that in regards. And then for Drake, Big Ben, I, I've said Big Ben since the, I, I call it Drake's, um, I think, second game in college football, maybe. He is mountain of a man, six foot four, 230. He's going to be 245, 250 by the time he gets to the NFL and plays. Freak athlete, um, creative playmaker, difficult to bring down, uh, very raw talent, but has played a ton of snaps, just like Ben did in college. So when you say he's a very a raw talent, but he's played a ton of snaps in college, how I guess how do you compute those two? Like he's yeah, a, what yeah. what when you say raw, I feel like when people say raw, it's a nice way of saying there's some rough edges that need to be sanded out here at the pro level. So what does that mean? Yeah, that's accurate. You know, I, I would I say the best thing that Patrick Mahomes' parents ever did for him was not get him private coaching. You could tell Patrick just had this very raw talent where it was if you took the person out of the game and just put them in someone's backyard they look the same you know when they're playing just pick up football so it's more of like a mechanic reference you know patrick mechanical reference patrick was it was not mechanically sound in in much of a way coming out of school but just had this incredible ability to have um you know physical like space feel, uh, arm angle, uh, back foot, you know, the, the throwing motion and the movements were very just God-given. And Drake has that 
there are mechanical flaws. Like you, he's sloppy with his mechanics at times, just like Patrick was, and just like Josh Allen was, and just like Big Ben, Big Ben was. There's sometimes of a, you know, like, hey, I, I want you to just throw the ball like the guy, like no one's around you, rather than like feeling you have to, you know, turn your hip open and, and sidearm slingshot of things. So, when I say raw talent, it's more of a positive reference, but understanding. When you take a guy that high and you expect him to be a, a superstar, you are going to have to clean some of that up eventually as his career gets going. Refresh my memory. You're you're big on a quarterback sitting in year one, correct? Um, I always say, you know, if they have a skill and or trait or multiple that allow them to survive, you play them, and then you hope that that skill and or trait allows them to thrive. Um, now the situation always is always different. Um, if that person is mentally capable of going out there and getting their teeth kicked in on a weekly basis and failing and failing and failing and not negatively impacting them, I do think there's benefits to it. I've also watched for 25 years and seen what green Bay has done. And I think there's a lot of credence to that. So, um, you know, I watch obviously Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, so I think there 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 are benefits you know on either side. So, are any of these guys ready to play year one? And, and when I say these guys, really the top three: Williams, May, and uh, and Jaden Daniels. Who's ready to play year one, if any of them, in your view? Um, you're probably Caleb because of his creativity. I, you know, it's playing rookie, uh, playing quarterback as a rookie in the NFL is like being a parent. You know, no one's ever ready, but the baby's coming, dude. So you better figure it out. <laughs> and I, you know, that's, you know, you know, I've, you, everyone's had kids or most people have, Hey, you know, here, you've been here for 18 hours. Now you go home. So, um, you know, you're never ready. That's why I say you got to have a skill or a trait that allow you to survive because you're just trying to stay afloat as a young kid. And so Caleb's got some jaw dropping, outstanding, you know, creative playmaking talent that is pretty unique and it'll allow him to survive. Um, you know, but you know, a, a lot of guys struggle, obviously. CJ is an anomaly in many ways. So, um, you know, it's, it's all – you know, what's been lost in C.J. Stroud in, in, in Houston is, like, his offensive line was awesome this year. So, if you got a really good offensive line, Dak Prescott, 2016 Cowboys, play him. Okay, well, the Patriots don't have any tackles right now signed <laughs> to the roster, so they're off to a good start. Is that a bad thing? <laughs> so, uh, your colleague at ESPN, Mel Kuyper, he had his mock draft that sent a lot of waves through at least the media around us yesterday because he had Jaden Daniels. Uh, fall. Uh, sorry, going yeah. to number two, and then Drake May down at three. What do you attribute Jaden Daniels' climb to, outside of obviously him being the Heisman winner? Yeah, I think number one, there's a great appreciation in the NFL for what the SEC conference is, and that's across the board at any position. But when you go play quarterback in that conference and you play the way that he did in a I'm the best player on the field every single week feeling that stands out to NFL guys. And I think once he settled in with some of the talent that was around him and the way that he played, I mean, they would have been in the, you know, college football playoff if not for their defense just being awful this year. And so um, I, I think the appreciation for the way that he went and played and produced uh, the physical talent that he has, I mean, he is a six foot, I think six foot four, 210 pound very wiry athlete. Uh, I think once you will pop on his tape, like everyone 
I promise you, this is what you're going to hear. Everyone's going to go, wow, I didn't know he was that good of a thrower. You know, and it was a little bit like that with Lamar coming out of college. Um, and I think you're going to hear that a lot with Jaden is while you see the jaw, you know, the really electrifying runaround athletic plays, he is going to shock people with how good of a thrower of the football he is. Before we let you go, we got to get in our requisite Bill Belichick question. Last week when we talked to you, it seemed like Atlanta was a done deal. Uh, right now, they're at least on the outside looking in. You tell us appears to be a holdup. What what is the the holdup and the hesitation yeah. it feels with Bill in Atlanta and the league in general? He's had two interviews. They were both with the Falcons. Nobody else. Yeah, I feel like it's really what I've said since the jump of this. It's Coach Belichick, so obviously he commands that type of thought process about him. One. How much power does he actually want when it comes to shaping the roster, both decision-making, draft, agency, final say, and how much is a team willing to give up of that? You know, like that that's a massive part of that. And then two, who's his offensive coordinator? Probably, like, probably McDaniels. Okay, but we don't know that. I mean, I, I, at least I haven't heard that, so I don't know publicly if, that, if that's been shared. And so, you know, if, if Josh McDaniels is his offensive coordinator, maybe teams are like, well, we don't – I, we don't want that. We, I, I watched that offense in, in Las Vegas perform better after he got fired. So, you know, I, it's, it, there's a lot of tentacles that are attached to that. So maybe it's, hey, we want you. We don't want Josh McDaniels. Maybe we want something newer and fresher. Or, hey, we're, we're going to trade for this quarterback and this is the system we need. So I, I think those are two huge questions that have been at the forefront of this, and I don't know if they've been answered. All right, he is Dan Orlovsky of ESPN. He joins us every Wednesday here on Jones and Mego on WEEI. Check out his work on ESPN. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Dan Orlovsky7. Dan, we appreciate the time. We'll talk soon. Thanks, guys. All right, Dan Orlovsky as all our guests on the Harbor One Hotline. That was interesting. He just said it. I don't know if that's been publicly shared about Josh McDaniels. Interesting. Uh, number two, when it comes to some of those prospects, I, I'd play the guy year one I'm well established on this and you know for every Patrick Mahomes who sat or Jordan Love who sat I can give you a CJ Stroud you know I can give you uh, plenty of guys who played in year one if it wasn't right away Josh Allen Lamar Jackson Dak Prescott had a great year he was a fourth rounder who played day one day one never missed a start I don't think Herbert Justin Herbert played week two they planned to sit him I think he's a great example of a guy who they didn't think was ready turned out he was that's why I gave him to you yeah and so it's not like he hasn't uh, or he's won anything, he hasn't. And Patrick, but do you doubt that he's a starting quarterback in the league? No, right. And it's like I, I think, I think the Chiefs were morons for sitting Mahomes. People use that as like a great example. Like, oh wow, look at what they got out of Patrick Mahomes. If they played Patrick Mahomes in year one, they'd be in seven straight AFC title games. They might have a third Super Bowl already. Is how I view it. And there's no way to prove that. But that's how I. They were idiots for waiting a year for Mahomes and playing one more year with Alex Smith, who you were never going to win with so i'd play these guys year one it doesn't mean you need to play them game one i'd have some flexibility there i'd play them game one but if you're telling me it's week seven you know lamar played like week 11 after the bye week and turned the ravens from a non-playoff team into a playoff team his rookie year like if you're telling me you want to wait till the middle of the year or the bye week fine we can talk they should be playing year one especially when they're drafted that high i don't need them sitting for three or four years jordan love probably could have played last year he's probably ready last year he's probably ready two years ago 617-779-7937. We'll get into this. I want to react to 
how he looks at some of the prospects because I find that interesting. And also, a little bit of breaking news uh, recently here from Tom Pelissero at the NFL Network. Mike Vrabel is meeting with Arthur Blank, his second interview with the Falcons, which we knew. He also has another meeting lined up. We'll tell you where that is Ooh. and what could be going on with Mike Vrabel next. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Get in on the discussion. All topics we've covered here in the first hour and a half plus. Yes. What is the single seat like? Well, women lowering their standards. Uh, all these <laughs> things that we've discussed. Jones and Mego on WEEI. I promise you, this is what you're going to hear. Everyone's going to go, wow, I didn't know he was that good of a thrower. You know, and it was a little bit like that with Lamar coming out of college. Um, and I think you're going to hear that a lot with Jaden is while you see the jaw, you know, the really electrifying runaround athletic plays, he is going to shock people with how good of a thrower of the football he is. Dan Orlovsky of ESPN breaking down quarterback prospects. He compares Jaden Daniels to C.J. Stroud, which I would take here. Yeah, he's selling me on Daniels. And furthermore... He is saying people are going to be surprised at how good of a thrower of the ball he is. I want to be surprised. I didn't think of the Stroud comp, but let, let me just tell you. I've said this a bunch on the air. If you've never heard me say it before, I'll say it again. It's Jones and Mego here on WEEI. No Arcan. His voice doesn't work, but he still couldn't show up. He didn't even, he didn't even text in today. Like, well, he wasn't even fair, on the Slack channel. In fairness, channel. you chastised him for contributing on the Slack channel yesterday. That was on Ryan's behalf. I mean, I, I, I don't blame Listen, him for Ryan not can battle his own battles. I don't blame him for not chiming in on the, on the on the, the Slack channel after you berated him about it yesterday. He wouldn't even let us share the voice memos, though. And the voice memos, I'm sorry to okay. say, are hilarious. I, I blame you. You asked. That's your own fault. You shouldn't ask. This is yeah. this is one where no, this is one where you play it, and then if he's upset about it, then oh well, we'll deal with that on the back end. You I have good news though. I did find a workaround for Arkan not being here. Have you guys ever heard of Lorena Bobbitt? There we go. <laughs> No, I blame you for that. Don't even ask. It just ask for forgiveness. Don't ask. Uh, so on Jaden Daniels, this is the beauty of gambling. Gambling teaches you a lot because I bet the triples Ole, is breast. I bet Ole Miss at home money line or whatever I had back on September 30th against LSU. And let me tell you, every time Jaden Daniels had the football, I was terrified, terrified. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, who is this guy? And I had seen him before at Arizona State. I didn't pretend to be super high on Jaden Daniels. I had watched him previously, but I'm like, what the hell happened to this guy? It was like it was like watching Joe Burrow from his first year at Ohio State to his next year, where I'm like, Joe Burrow stinks. And then his whole final year uh, at LSU, I go, oh, my gosh. I saw him at Ohio State. Look at him at LSU. Um, or, sorry, maybe his first year at LSU and then his final year at LSU after transferring from Ohio State. So it had some of that feel to it, and I'm like, well, I'm not betting against this kid anymore. I'm not betting against that team anymore because they're terrifying. And so that's when I started to be a, a Jaden Daniels believer. And that's okay. The Orlovskis of the world can get on the bandwagon late. It's fine. But gambling teaches you a lot in that way. You learn who you don't want to bet against. And that, that's what I've learned over the last year, though you wouldn't know it by my picks. Uh, so let's, uh, let's get into a few items here. Breaking news out of the NFL. Uh, number one is small, so let's get it out of the way. Vic Fangio out in Miami. Sounds like he could be a coordinator candidate uh, with the Eagles. Okay? So that does 
affect your division? I thought the Miami defense that really surprised me was okay at the end of the year. So this is one that I actually believe is mutual, or it's at least like Fangio driven. Fangio wants out. Ian Rapp, uh, Rappaport said that Fangio was a candidate last year in in Philly, and now it sounds like he might be going to Philly based on the breadcrumbs he's dropping. But that's the small one. The big one that ties into Bill Belichick and a discussion we were having earlier today about Mike Vrabel would be that Vrabel is meeting with Arthur Blank today for his second interview. I knew he was having a second interview. I, I didn't realize it was today. And as Jeff Darlington reports, I said earlier Tom Pelissero, Jeff Darlington, uh, it's at Arthur Blank's home. I don't know what we make of that. Bill Belichick got wine and dined and whatever else on his yacht. This we don't know that he wasn't at his home. Uh, well, In the second meeting. That's a good point. The first one was on the yacht. You're right. Uh, so it's at his home. I don't know if that's significant. But I do think this is significant. Vrabel's going to fly to Carolina tonight to meet with the Panthers on Thursday. Ugh. So like, Vrabel deserves better. That's so exciting. Okay, but this goes back to what we said earlier. The Crafts, they, they oh, I know Gerard Mayo, and I saw it 20 years ago with Bill, and I made the same decision as with my wives. So that whole thing. He got in front of Mayo and locked himself in. But his home run dream candidate, if they were going to move on from uh, Mayo, what was the actual wording? Not home no, run? No, was I think run? it was home run. Home run, sorry. Was Vrabel, and the league doesn't want Vrabel. It turns out the league doesn't really want Vrabel either, it sounds Maybe like. Maybe there's two teams who might want him. Okay, but I don't think the Atlanta interviews are real. I think First Bill's going to First of all, Atlanta wants everyone. No, right, exactly. So Atlanta is like the polygamist of head coaches if the titans dumped his ass and he ends up with the carolina job that nobody wants nobody wants him nobody wants him he's just carolina's just like no one wants to be here so hey mike do you want a job and he's like yeah i guess who else has carolina interviewed sorry i'm putting you on the spot but i can't i can't really think of anyone super notable slowick i want to say ben john like a lot of the coordinator candidates i want i want to say off the top of my head because they're taking whatever interviews they can get they haven't had jobs before so i get those guys interviewing there vrabel i thought carolina was beneath him but it turns out, I mean, if he's getting the Atlanta job, isn't he not leaving Atlanta? If he's getting the Atlanta job, isn't he not leaving after the second interview? Aren't they gonna Are they gonna hire him? Well, the, the I don't know. I mean, they they're interviewing so many people. I wouldn't be surprised if they let him walk out and then they go back to whatever committee McKay is running. So I don't get it. And in fairness, sit there and deliberate in, for another week. In fairness, they let Bill leave, and I still think Bill's getting the job. So maybe that's inconsistent. He's taking an interview with Carolina. Ugh. I thought he was going to end up with the Chargers until Jim Harbaugh got into the mix uh, there. Is, but I thought Jim Harbaugh was going to stay at Michigan. So this whole carousel is drunk. Uh, well, yeah, or you were just wrong. Uh, our buddy no, coach, it's the carousel. Our story. buddy coach is in New Hampshire. Go ahead, coach. Hey, great show as usual. Um, I really hope Christian Fourier and, and the Hillman, Greg Hill, are listening. Um, they seem to be perplexed as to why Bill really isn't that marketable right now to many teams. Here are four bullet points. Dan Orlovsky hit on two of them. One, the control freak probably wants control. Two, the control freak also wants to bring in his failure assistant coaches like Judge and McDaniel and Patricia as an old boy crony network to join him wherever he goes. Number three, and I said this last week, the man or the Patriots haven't scored points in five years. Not exactly a sexy treat uh, when you become a new head coach. And lastly, as you know, we all know, he sucks with the media. That's <laughs> why I think, Bill, he may get the Atlanta job because you maybe, Jones, you could be right, but he hasn't really um, gotten many other 
opportunities. That's a bag job. And sorry to cut you off there, Coach. He had four points. Um, I hope that's how – I don't think that's what Atlanta's doing. I wonder if the Flores lawsuit looms large or something like that, and certain teams – I mean, a lot of teams are dragging their feet on the hiring process. Uh, it's different. There, there's been more rules implemented since that lawsuit, and you can't even interview certain candidates that are in the playoffs until certain dates. So it's been dragged out. Volan actually pointed this out weeks ago, and I kind of brushed it aside. He was onto something there. And so I'll add the Flores lawsuit piece. And some teams might just be taking it more seriously than others. And Atlanta's like, we are not going to get criticism from the league or docked draft picks by the league for like a sham interview process. Or we're just not going to get the bad press that teams like the Giants got because Bill couldn't figure out which Brian he was texting. So I wonder if that looms large. And Atlanta's just like, we're going to do a full, comprehensive research. We're going to talk to 15 candidates even though it's a bag job for Bill, we're going to talk to 15 candidates. I, I wonder if that's what's going on, but I hope what they're doing is, well, geez, he's going to be 72. He hasn't won a playoff game in five years. It, it sounds like he's lost it. He's still stuck in the 80s with his views on the game, and he comes in and wants all the control on top of it when he sucks at drafting, and he won't bring in big-ticket free agents because he doesn't want players bossing him around. Why do we want that? Why do we want that? So I hope that's how they're looking at it. My sense is it's all a bag job and a sham. If it's a bag job and a sham, I just, to your point, I don't understand why they need to interview 14 other guys. Like the parade that they're having going through Atlanta with these coaches is to the point where it's just gotten ridiculous. I don't get it. Ryan has an update on the Carolina interviews. You want okay. It? Yeah. Jim Harbaugh. Yep. So that's a real one. I'm some, I didn't realize he had interviewed in, uh, in Carolina. Ben Johnson was a virtual interview. Brian Callahan. Uh, is a uh, in-person interview. By the way, he's with Tennessee now. You omitted a very important part of Jim Harbaugh and Brian Johnson. They were requested. I don't know for sure oh, if they have been interviewed. I'm sorry. These were requests. Yes, these were. Oh, okay. Hey, we would love to have you come on down, take a look at the facility. I'm sorry, I'm losing you. I'm in a bad cell area. I'll call you back. Dave Canales is the uh, OC in Tampa. Ihiro Ivero is the D coordinator with the Panthers, so that's an internal candidate. And also got a second interview, I believe, with the Falcons. And I'm sorry, that was Ben Johnson. Brian Johnson was from Philly, Ben Johnson from Detroit. So now it's Vrabel? Like, that feels like Vrabel has no other options, real options. He interviewed with the Chargers. He's interviewed like Carolina with doesn't have any of the uh, other options Well, and they might just be saying, wait, nobody else wants this guy? We'll take him because he's got no other offers. And so maybe that's what's going on. Or maybe... Maybe Bill will run out of options, and Curran told us a long time ago, don't forget about Carolina. He likes Charlotte, I guess. I mean, that that one's probably not going anywhere. 617-779-7937. We'll continue with your feedback here coming up. We'll get back into which coach needs to prove the most in Boston in 2024. Belichick should be a defensive coordinator. That was it's Ar- like he's here. I mean, that was Arkan's take a, a long time ago. That was Arkan's take. It's it's looking smarter and smarter by the day. Uh, not that he's here to, to give it. Uh, But when it comes to uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame, we also have a good, almost a perfect candidate that gets texted in like once every five minutes to the text line that may blow our our Hall of Fame corollary, our, what did we call it? Addendum? Doctrine. Amendment? Doctrine? We're working on the name. The Garvin Jones-Adelini proposal for the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. I don't have my name on this proposal. Too late, you're on there. We might have the perfect candidate to blow it to smithereens. Or do we? Uh, We'll find out next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.